Welcome back to the Contractor Marketing Show. I'm your host, Matt Tebow, and today we're sitting down with Paul Sandeman from the Contractor Staffing Source. Um, and I'm really excited for this conversation. Um, what's going on, Paul? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm in Hawaii. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. really where I'm sitting, but I do live in Hawaii. I have a house in Hawaii, one in Palm Springs, and one in Europe. Sort of go between the three. I was going to say, when we first started chatting, I was super jealous because I'm in Ottawa, Canada. So <laughs> we've got snow, freezing cold. Never been to Hawaii, but I would love to. Hey, come visit. You know, it got down to 68 <laughs> degrees last night. And everybody freaked out. Man, that's actually amazing. Um, so let's jump right into things here. We're going to talk all about um, recruitment. You've got a great company helping out contractors with hiring more help. And we're going to get into all of that stuff in just a sec. But first off, Paul, tell me a little bit about who you are. Tell us a little bit about your story. Okay. Well, my story is I'm a 60s hippie guy, right? If you heard this story, Matt, if you can remember the 60s, you definitely weren't there. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't alive then, but I wish I so, was. So I, I did my my very share share of social experimentation, shall we say, right? It's when what what was safe with sex and there weren't as many more drugs were too. Anyhow, a long time ago. Um, so I I actually my history is a bit varied. I started out, I got a bachelor in, in political science, I got a master's in education, I went to the University of Uppsala, I've been to ministerial school. Um and I started and I got fired because I, I, I wasn't a good, I was a good counselor, but I didn't, I've never followed rules very well. That was my mm -hmm. thing, right? So then I went to the insurance business. I made a bunch of money in the insurance business at a very young age and got an ulcer, quit, went, went, to, went to ministerial school. So finally I got hooked up with like the mind to do anything. I was in, really involved in the whole, you know, est and life spring, all that human potential stuff. I did that for a long time. And then I got into coaching. And I've actually been a coach for my wife here for reminding me 50 years, which is sort of scary. Wow. <laughs> I work with over like 2000 construction companies in my time. And I have like 150,000 hours or better in coaching. So it makes me an old guy, right? But I've learned a lot. And um, interesting backstory. I've got a kid who's 38 and a kid who's, well, I've got my kids are, what is it? 44, 38, and 13. <laughs> Wow. So it makes it interesting. Yeah, but I've always, my, my fascination has always been what makes people successful. Mm. You know, I've, I've been all the, yes, life spring, that kind of stuff. I'm a big follower of Asad Guru, Nissan Hiramane. I'm into quantum mechanics, quantum physics. I'm a big conspiracy alien guy. So anyway, I might find it interesting. But I've succeeded in a lot of businesses because I think like Jim Rohn said, you need to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. And it's always worked well for me. That guy have an interesting story. I remember one time I was going to a ski resort and I've always been pretty successful, you know, financially, emotionally, and whatever, physically and stuff. So I had some kids ask me, Jim is just Anaman. You do really well. You know, and they were in high school. What can we do? And I said, hey, read Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends. And I gave them these five books to read, right? And they said, yeah. I don't have time to read any books. I said, fine, stay poor. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, some people just don't have the mindset for it. And, um, and I think segueing perfectly into hiring and recruiting is like that also is a little bit of a mindset shift, I think, for a lot of contractors. Um, and so, you know, on this show, we always talk about marketing and advertising and using that to get leads and, you know, close more jobs. But you do reach a point where 
now I need more help, right? I'm trying to scale, I'm trying to right. grow. We need to expand. Um, talk a little bit about like just, you know, some of the businesses that you work with of the importance of like having a recruitment funnel in place so you can expand and grow. Well, you know, I think people should have a marketing budget and a recruiting budget and most small contractors don't have either, right? Yeah. And you're, the key to succeeding in construction is having great clients and great employees. If you have great clients and great employees, this is an awesome industry. If you have bad clients and bad employees, it's almost impossible and you go broke. And you can stay yeah. in business as long as you can afford to pay for your mistakes. So after doing this a lot of years, um, can I do a little, because you do, you're into marketing, right? That's your thing, Matt. So I'm going to diverge and, and change the subject just for a second. The most successful marketing technique I've ever learned is getting work from architects and designers, especially these small guys, you know, they're a million or so. And um, I've got a couple of videos on it. The secret is, you know, they've already got a girlfriend and it's not you. Right? And so it's because you're a marketing podcast. What I would do for marketing, what I've done for literally hundreds of companies, taking from a million to 20 million, I've got some at 30 million right now, um, is you know, make a list of architects and designers. It's like, you know, you go from house or you can use AI to do it, make this list. And then once you get the list, you call on them. Now this, these are the numbers that our contractors don't like. It takes seven visits with an architect before they're going to give you any work. It takes almost yeah. a year to get any work. Contractors have no patience at all. Yeah. Zip, right? Mm -hmm. So they can visit an architect two or three times and they stop. I feel like a personal trainer. Everybody that followed my diet and exercise program got healthier. I've never missed. You know, everybody that followed my architect program program took their business from you know a million to ten million. Never missed. But contractors have no patience. Same thing as recruiting. You know, they 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 call an architect three times and they give up. Mm. And they you know they've already got a girlfriend. It's not you. So you have to become the new girlfriend. Takes mm. seven visits at least in a year. And maybe another and go over it a little deeper, but um, you just, you know, and you have something as bait like a project or something, but the first visit, you just got to get to know them. Usually the numbers I've worked out are if you have three visits to an architect, it's easier now because you can usually use Zoom. You can use be able to do that. Yeah. So you call the architects. Of the three, you'll find one you like, usually. Um, of the one you like, it will take seven visits and six months to a year to get the first project. Now, a lot of small guys go, oh, my God, I need 40% margin. Forget the 40% margin when it comes to doing large projects. It's usually like 20% if you're lucky. But you put everything in Division One, which is, you know, like on CSI codes, Division One is all the supervision. So throw your all supervision in Division One, you still make the same margin. But I've worked it out, Matt. And if you call an architects, you end up, it, it takes 50 or 60 hours to get let's say 50 hours before one architect starts giving you work about. The average architect is worth at least a million a year. At 10% margin, that's 100,000. I've done the math, you make five to $10,000 an hour calling an architect. <laughs> but I can't get people to do it because they got no patience, right? I mean, contractors suck. They have this whole thing about immediate gratification. And you know, if it doesn't work the first two visits, they quit. So. Your marketing tip for the day, at least for me, having done it for many, many years, make a list of architects, call them again. You need to date, you need to date women at the country club, not at the laundromat. So, you know, when you call on these guys, they've got to be the kind of work you want to do. You don't start out with supermodels, you start out with, you know, people. And I've got 
I'm interesting. I can give them a video on it, Matt, or we can link it to it later. It's a whole process you use, but it's my marketing tip for the day. I've taken, pick a number, 100 companies from 2 million to, you know, whatever, 20 million, huge, huge numbers, because the average job is 2 to 3 million. But the guys that are small, they're doing a million, million and a half, they don't have a marketing budget, don't have any time, right? They're too busy earning a living to make any money. They have no time for time management, which is sort of an oxymoron. And so the key, is make the list and start. It doesn't cost you anything. It's the cheapest marketing budget you'll ever have. Very and cool. Call, call on these architects, have persistent, and figure it's going to take a year. But if you want to do something to transform your business in, in, in construction, I would do that. Now, this sort of ties in my next thing. The reason I started the recruiting company was because I could get businesses big, but they couldn't find the employees. So if you've got uh -huh. a guy who's or a woman who's doing you know a million and they all of a sudden get a million dollar house who's going to build it right yeah now the good news is when you get bigger projects you attract better people and better subcontractors which is great right but um it's it takes patience yeah. so what i did is i started this recruiting company about three years ago um three or four years ago and i think so far we've gone through two hundred thousand resumes We've hired a thousand people. I think we're with the largest residential recruiting company in the country, US and Canada right now, because there's a need there. We have like a 95% chance of finding some. We got a bunch of stuff to do that. Wow. So um, what I'd like to tell your listeners today is a couple of the myths that get in the way of them doing it themselves and doing yeah. it wrong. Does that work for you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the first myth is only recruit when you need employees. That's the person. So most contractors, what they do is they say, okay, I need somebody I'm gonna recruit. They look at like a project, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna find somebody, I hire the person, I'm done. Unfortunately, marketing the same way. Yeah, exactly. Funny, funny story. I have a client that went from two to, I don't know, five, six, eight million by calling on architects. And I said, are you still calling on architects? And they went, no, I stopped. I went, Why did you stop? They go, because it works so well. <laughs> and I go, I yeah. don't you kind of reach this level of like comfort or maybe you can coast a bit right and the the human condition feel like almost just wants to kind of just leave right. it there you get out of your comfort zone right and you go yeah. oh my god so another a lot of contractors think when they get bigger their business fails but it's a peter principle they're promoted to their level of incompetence right mm. so since they're a craftsman and they're not an entrepreneur and they don't make that transition then they start getting their business bigger. They can't manage it. They stop marketing and then they crash because they don't know how to manage what they've created. Yeah. So that's when they need to outsource their marketing, outsource their recruiting, get other people that are smarter than you, in my opinion, to do that work. So that's the first one. The second myth is um, employees are expensive. Here's all the time, right? Mm. I can't afford that person. Wait till I get the big job, then I'll do it, right? Or once I get enough time, I'll take time management. Or once I get enough time, I'll hire an administrative helper. Right. The truth is, if you don't have an administrative helper, you are one. Right. Yeah. And if you're making a hundred grand a year, you're paying your admin person a hundred grand a year, which makes no sense. So employees are not expensive. Employees are the best investment you're ever going to make. And you got to hire ahead of what you need. So don't think of them as expensive. The next one is we can do this ourselves. How hard is it to do recruiting, right? I can do marketing, like a big deal. I, I put an ad in Indeed and I'm done. 
I'll call the guy a week later and I'll hire somebody. Um, most contractors don't do their own electrical. They don't do their own plumbing. They certainly don't do their own accounting, right? They don't, they probably try to do their own marketing and their own whatever recruiting, which is just a okay. big mistake. They should hire people that are way better than they are. They can do it better, faster, and cheaper than they can do it. Like for now, I can recruit all the employees, pretty much any company needs for 1200 bucks a month because they use, I use offshore labor and AI. You can't do that. There's no way, right? Because yeah. I'm using a backhoe and you're using a shovel. I'll win every time, right? Yeah. Um, so doing it yourself is a bad idea. Um, the next one is recruit within the construction industry. A lot of guys that I work for, oh, they got to have five years experience in construction, three years experience right. in construction. Big mistake. Mm. Um, an example, during the pandemic, we recruited a ton of office managers and selection coordinators. And we recruited them, they were wedding planners. Now think about that, Matt. Wow. A wedding planner. A wedding planner chooses to do it. They've got to get a bunch of sim sort of flaky industries together. The band, right. the flower people, the venue, the caterer. Those industries tend to be a little flaky, for lack of a better term, right? So they get all these people together. They've got to show up at the right time in the right place. Everybody has to be happy, and it looks good. Doesn't it like a remodel to you? Wow, they're like master coordinators. Right, that, yeah. and they choose to do it. Yeah. So we've hired a lot of wedding planners to be project Whoa. coordinators and office managers and just killed it. The Whoa. other good news, Matt, is that the hospitality industry doesn't pay nearly as well as the construction industry. Okay. So we've got wedding planners for like 50 grand a year that just killed it. And they're like used to that. They're used to getting paid that. and Right. And yeah, they're used wow. to results and they choose to wow. do it as a living. They went to school for it. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Right? So, you know, don't, when you put an ad in, make sure it is, it says construction, you know, experience preferred, but not necessary. Hmm. Yeah. We get a lot of clients who come to us and say like, Hey, I'm looking to hire this person. And like, they say that, yeah, they need to have all this experience, blah, blah, blah. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think they're looking for someone so experienced? Is it just because they want someone to come in and like, boom, they're ready to go? Well, or like most contractors when it comes to recruiting, don't know what they don't know, which is sort of scary. Right. Mm. Right. So they have this belief, which is a myth. They haven't had construction experience who you hire was way more important than what they know. Right. Because you can teach any person's skills, but you can't change who they are as a human being. Values and stuff like that. They yeah. can't fix that. So hire the right people and train them. It's yeah. much better than hire somebody who's like a project manager, has five years experience in construction or 10, but doesn't follow your values. The other thing is if you hire people, especially older people, they have, they're set in their ways. Mm. And you've got somebody, the classic guy is a project manager. He's done it for, you know, pick a number, 25 years. Yeah. And he uses a yellow pad, swear to God, and a notebook. We go, no, no, you got to get on Job Trader Pro Core. You get you software. He goes, I yeah. don't need software. I mean, it's interesting. I have drug contractors through technology for like 50 years. When I started it, I was dealing with pagers, dude. I mean, we, <laughs> Yeah, I think my dad had one of those. No, he went from pagers to cell phones. And contractor said, no, I don't want to use a cell phone. It disturbs my peace in the truck, right? And then it was email. Email was just a fad. 
And then it went from email. Then I say, you have a website. Well, we don't need a website. That they, they take pride. I just do a great job and answer the phone. That's all I need. That sucks. You know, they don't create demand for these. So they don't. So websites for the next thing. And then the one, the one I did about, I started about eight years ago because I knew the guy that started Co-Construct, the guy that started, I knew these guys when they got started, right? And I guess Builder Train just bought Co-Construct year, last year for 80 million, 180 million. Donnie got out with like 80 million. And I knew these guys when they were in their living room, right? Way back when. Wow. But that's going, now they need to have, you know, project-based, pro, there's there's Co-Construct, Procore, you know, job tread, you know, there's a bunch of good ones out there. And so I, they had to convince them to use that. The latest one is, guess what it is? You probably know this. What's the latest thing that I'm having a hard time getting them using? Um, I don't know, Jobber? Or, or, or like, are you saying like the latest software? The latest, yeah, technology that they're fighting. Um, that's a good question. I don't know, maybe like CRM or- AI. AI, okay. Right. Because AI is gonna change, it's changing everything. We use AI to do all kinds of stuff, right? You know, and it's again, we, you're, we're using a backhoe and somebody's using a shovel. You'll lose every time. So AI is the latest one. You can write ads with it. You can you can do AI is going to yeah. shift the way everything happens. Literally, I think there's like fire, electricity, AI. I think that's like that kind of shift. Contractors, I don't want to use chat GPT. The thing with AI, Matt, is it's sort of like abortion. People think, you know, like they, there's no neutral zone, you know. It's either it's whatever it is, you know. Right, you're either like an early adopter or you're like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, it it comes to like, um, what was the it was a starting who's it, um the the soft the uh the, it was the movies that where AI killed everybody I can't think of it now but oh uh, uh, I am Legend or yeah Terminator like remember AI Terminator, yeah all right, okay so you either have AI is going to destroy the planet and kill us all or AI is our savior right that's sort of like two camps. Yeah. And my personal opinion is you can't stop it. It's like, I don't want to use cell phones. Yeah. I don't want to use, I don't want to use computer. I don't want to use QuickBooks. You're loose every time. So yeah. I'm not sure it's going to destroy the planet or not, but not ad adopting to it just doesn't make any sense. It does amazing things. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, just another tip. Just jump on board AI. It can do amazing things for you. It writes letters, it writes job descriptions. It, it's amazing. And the next myth is hire fast and fire slow. Hmm. Now, mo most employers, why do they hire fast? Because they don't recur all the time. They hmm. get a project or a key employee quits, and then they go, oh, my God, I need somebody to do this job. Put an ad in Indeed, hire the first one by that shows up, right? Become the world's worst employee. One who's not bad enough to fire, good enough to keep which is the world's worst. And yeah. I would have anybody listening to this program right now, make a list of their employees and pretend like you shut your company down and you were going to restart it. Okay. And you went down the street, started a new company. Who would you hire back that works for you now? Mm. Anybody you wouldn't hire back, you should fire. That's a cool mental model. And so what happens is these guys keep on, because they hire fast and fire slow, they have the world's worst employee. Now, Matt, the big problem here, which is huge, is you've got somebody who doesn't quite match your core values, right? They only lie once in a while. But if a person lies 10% of the time, you never know when the 10% is, so you can't write anything they say. Right. 
They only steal once in a while. I needed a nail gun or I needed oh, no. they steal occasionally, right? But they only trash the company sometimes, right? So you put this person, if you've got four employees, you hire this guy and you put him or her in this in the mix. What they do is they destroy your culture. Yeah. Because you know, they show up 20 minutes late, nothing happens to them. All right. So now we have a new standard. Um, they mm. lie occasionally. Nothing happens to them. They steal stuff. Nothing happens to them. Um, and you tolerate them because you haven't got to replace them. And then they, you know, trash the company. Nothing happens to them. So yeah. it, it basically takes your corporate culture and destroys it, you know, one day at a time because this person is screwing up your company. Yeah, it's kind of that saying of like, you know, one bad apple spoil the bunch. Absolutely. And the thing is, what, the reason they don't fire them is because they haven't got anybody else. Because yeah. they, they don't recruit all the time. So they tolerate this stuff. The other reason they don't fire them, Matt, is they don't want to endure the emotional pain. That's probably a big them. one. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, and then I, I've been coaching with people literally for years. And there's always like, I'll call him John. One week, John is great. One week, John sucks. One week, John is great. And literally until, oh, my God, he just lost me $50,000. Did they fire the guy? Right? Yeah. Or he just lied to a client or he did something. I had one plumbing company. Actually, they didn't fire two guys until they ran into each other, literally, because they're both driving, shall we say, intoxicated. And, and two, two companies, this was a chance to this. Two company, two company trucks ran into each other in an intersection. <laughs> and it messed up both trucks, messed up both guys. And they both worked for the same company and they finally fired him. I mean, it's terrible. So people wow. have to get really, really, really bad yeah. before you fire them, which is not a good thing. Um, and the next one is recruiting as a project. See, the problem with what, with contractors is everything's a project. Mm -hmm. And marketing is a project. Mm -hmm. You know, recruiting is yeah. a project. It has a beginning. I need a project manager. It has a middle. I found my project manager. It has an end. I've hired him. We're done. Mm. And it's really a bad idea because mm. you should be recruiting all the time. What I personally had to do to do this, I've been trying to convince people since I started the company to recruit all the time. I finally pulled it off. The way I pulled it off was it's 3000 bucks a month for me to hire the guy or 1200 bucks if you'll commit at least verbally for a year. That's the way I was able to change it because my problem as a company was I would bring on people i'd hire everybody they needed in three months and they'd leave went mm -hmm. dude no 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 don't stop so i mean it's so financially advantageous that they say that's what it took to do now everybody signs up for a year but it, they just don't get it it is not a project it yeah. is a process like marketing it's not a project it is a yeah process. you do it all the time so um quick question for you there paul um i hear a lot of guys say like all younger people like the younger generation just doesn't want to work the same as like you know the older generation did want to that's kind of a myth that i wanted to run by you and just kind of hear like your thoughts on that a little bit unfortunately it's not a myth it's probably true <laughs> <laughs> and you know i i you know it's it's bad i mean this is, sounds terrible but i remember one time this is a true story a guy we had a a production builder right and he he 
he had hired a new, uh, I think it was a painting or framing company or something. And I remember he got this phone call, right? And he goes, These, if this isn't going to work. These are all white guys. <laughs> and oh the gosh. problem is like my son's classic, right? He wants to play video games, right? So go, becoming a plumber or electrician is not an exciting thing for, you know, a middle-class white kid to want to do these days, right? Right. And so, and there's, I've done some statistics and there's like, you know, 20% or 30% are leaving the construction industry on a regular basis. The average contractor in, in the construction construction industry is between 45 and 60. That's scary. I believe that, yeah. And so there's no new people coming in. That's why you got to recruit all over the place. Um, and we, I, one time I hired 140 reframers for a large, yeah, like a thousand framers. I hired 140 framers for a framing contractor. We did everything in Spanish, nothing was in English. We literally ran an ad in Facebook. We answered yeah. it within 30 seconds right, of yeah. the time they called. And we hired 140 guys or 50 guys in the course of three, two months. Zero spoke English. No it's way. It's just the way it is out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so it, I think it's actually true. It's hard and hard to find people because yeah. the trades are not respected and not promoted in our educational system. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. I mean, when I was in school, we actually had shop. They don't do that anymore, right? Yeah. They had trade schools where you could become an electrician or a plumber or whatever you wanted to do. And that's not true. And then the even worse is a lot of these unions make it hard and make it happen, right? Yeah. So it'd be hard to get into trade school. So there's, I mean, I'd rather find a project manager than a plumber any day. Because yeah. the trades are really hard to find. Yeah. So unfortunately, I don't think that's a myth. So walk me through a little bit of your recruitment funnel. Like, so when you guys are creating a funnel, just like a marketing funnel, but you're putting that together for one of your clients, like what does that look like at a high level, that process? Well, I'm gonna tell your, your audience how to do it themselves, okay? Cool. This is like best practices. I've learned this over, you know, we went through 200,000 resumes and hired a thousand people. I figured out how to do it. So. Awesome. Um, I will show you guys how to do it. I guess that's patriarchal. You people how to do it, right? So I can't <laughs> it All right. I think most people listening are men probably. But. I think that's true, but you know, you get in trouble for that. And we were, well, I feel like Disney now, right? You got to be. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so first the art of the job ad. Now the art of job ad has gotten a whole lot easier this year. Why? AI, my guy, it's amazing, mm. right? So if you want to write a job ad, go to ChatGPT and put, I want to hire a plumber in Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm a plumbing company, or I'm a small remodeling contractor in Nashville, Tennessee. Tell it what you want. It will write a way better job ad than you will. And then you can modify it. That wasn't, you know, when you think about it, it's sort of scary, Matt. Last year, this time there was no AI. That was yeah, yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. It's, it's only a year. been a year. A year. Yeah. I think about a year. Like it is it's yeah. amazing. And it's going exponentially. Now I have contractors that are literally using AI to call clients, set the appointments, and and do sales. AI does this. It's amazing. Yeah. Like it's getting, I mean, I remember 
diversion a little bit. Um, remember you see you renew your insurance, you call, you get some guy in India who doesn't speak English, takes you an hour to get on the phone with him. Then you're trying to explain with him or her, and then they don't quite get it. And it's very frustrating. They don't have yeah. a card number and it's just, it's a mess. Like to try to quote, renew your phone. Yeah. My last experience tells you where things are going. I call up my insurance company, one ring, the answer the phone. Hi, how can I help you? Oh, I see, this is Paul Sandeman. Yeah, that's me. Nice, nice for you to call, Paul. What can I do for you today? I'd like to renew my boat insurance. Let me check. Oh, this is the credit card we have on file. Well, is it the right credit card? Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. It's the right credit card. Great. Would you like to renew your boat insurance? Absolutely. We've just renewed your boat insurance. Do you have anything else we can do for you? No, I'm really great. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Two minutes, I'm done. I'm sure I didn't was, talk to a real person. And that was AI or? It was all AI. There wasn't That's a real insane. person on the phone at all. It was all AI. Wow. So customer service is going to totally change. You're going to call. I mean, I've got some guys who are doing marketing for HVAC and stuff. Yeah. And the thing you do a marketing campaign, a lot of times you get like 10 phone calls at once. Yeah. AI answers all 10 phone calls. Never at any time. Anytime. Never gets upset. Always is a beautiful person. Always happy. Never you don't angry. need to motivate them. You don't need to motivate them. You know, give them a raise. Oh my gosh. Just like, just this really nice person. Like, I mean, has Siri ever <laughs> yelled at you, right? I don't think so, right? <laughs> so what happens is it's going to shift everything because it will be able to do customer service. It'll start doing sales. It'll telemarketing. It will call people. We'll set, and this yeah. is like now. And it started less than a year ago. Yeah. So, so it you're... is yeah, yeah, so you're using AI to create these job ads. So we so use AI to create the job ads. And we actually, yeah. we're going to start using AI to actually call people and check on. But so now, now number one is a job ad. Okay, step one. Yeah. Cool job ad. Use AI to do it. Make sure you've done a great job. Okay. Um, and you can write it. I have a funny story about AI. Um, I had AI write some collection letters, right? It said, write a collection letter. For fifty thousand dollars, the guy owes me money as an attorney. Big long, and this is in this state. It quotes all the laws. Why they, it sounds just like an attorney wrote it. Done, right? So don't hire an attorney. Next one, write it like a contractor. Simpler to the point. Say I need the money. Blah blah blah. Okay, write it like Shakespeare. It was amazing. It was total Shakespeare. <laughs> the whole collection letter. It was like, oh my god, thou shalt pay the. It was amazing. <laughs> the last one, I said, write it like the mafia. We know where you live. You will. <laughs> So, you know, job ads, the same thing. You can make it funny. You can make it, you know, serious. Yeah. Just play with it and get the job ads you really want. And use AI, do a much better job than you. Okay, next thing. Where do you post the ad, right? The answer is ever. We post it on 100 job boards, plus LinkedIn, plus Facebook. We post it everywhere on the planet you can possibly put it. We use yeah. our uh, uh, applicant tracking software to do that. Press one button. It goes everywhere. All right? Wow. So that's the, and we, the thing we can do, and unfortunately you can't do as an employer, we search all the databases. We can search LinkedIn, we can search Indeed, we can search Zip. Because we're a recruiter, we go in there and look for people. You can't do that, but at least post a job ad everywhere you possibly can, including yeah. Home Depot, ask your, you know, offer a bonus to your employees to bring somebody, make a very serious effort to get the top of the funnel to work. Right? Yeah, you wanna fill it with as many people as possible. Right, it, so you can be pushy because on the average, we go through 200 applicants to find one person. That's the average. Wow. For us. All right, next. 
this is key, guys. I'm being patriarchal again. Um, respond within 10 to 15 minutes, max. Wow. All right. Wow. Now, this is where guys mess up. They, they put a job in Indeed and call the guy a week later. You're a marketing guy. When a lead comes in and says, I would like to do a remodel, how long do you wait to get back to them? Immediately. The longer you wait, what happens? Basically, you risk losing that lead to another contractor or maybe the person talks themselves out of it. You don't know. They go to somebody else, right? Yeah. So when a person's looking for a job, you're not special, right? Yeah. So when they, when, when they post the ad, if you don't go back to within minutes, you lose a huge opportunity. Wow. Now, this is where a lot of contractors, that's where we do it and a lot of contractors can't. When somebody posts an ad, we get back to within like 10 minutes yeah. every time. Do you call? Are you calling? Well, we we either send an email. We're working on. It, I made a call. We get right back. Thank you for applying. We appreciate yeah. blah blah blah. We have literally pipeline screeners all over the world, like Taiwan, Germany, South America, all over the world, and they're looking at these things twenty four seven. So when somebody applies, you get right back to them. Now you probably can't do that as a contractor, but worst case, next day. That's terrible. So if you're going to do this, literally every morning or two or three times a day, see who applied on Indeed or whoever. You got to get back to them right away because That's they're right. looking for a job and the good people go really fast. Yeah. And anybody that you want to hire already has a job guaranteed. Mm. So they got pissed at their job. They had a bad day or whatever. They, they placed their ad in Indeed. Now also, Matt, Think about how the company looks that gets back to them right away versus True. when it gets back to them a week later, right? True. You think this company has a sack killer. I put my ad in, boom, I get a response. I'm probably going to work for these guys, right? It's an internal sale. So get back to the person right away. That's key. Okay, that's three. Four, use assessments, video interviews. Use a bunch of assessments tools. We've got, I think, the best assessments on the planet. That's my personal opinion. It's had 20 years of research. I will know more about you than your mom if you take this, man. Did I show you the assessment? I may have. Um, it's amazing. I know I can tell you how intelligent you are. We do what's called predictive disc profile. So we do a disc profile for sexual, six, uh, a, a successful project manager or whatever. You know what disc profile is, Matt, from that concept? Yep, I do know what this pro. I still need to take the test that you sent me. Okay. So why don't you explain to the listeners what a disc profile is? Yeah, I, mean, I have a general idea of it, but disc profile is basically like a breakdown of your personality type. So you got like D, which I think is more dominant. So you're mm -hmm. like a dominant type person right. who tends to be a little bit more straightforward. I'm a high um, D. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of contractors are probably tend to be high Ds. Right. And then there's the I, which is mostly what I am, more of an influ it's called influencer, where you're right. a little bit more of uh like a talkative type person who's right. um yeah, I don't know how to explain that one as much. Maybe influence, I'm a high influencer. In other words, you don't just tell people what to do, you gauge them in a conversation, which is yeah. so good to do it. Yeah, and then there's S, which is um which one what's that again? Well C is C S oh, C, is yeah, yeah. C is is uh, competent competence, right? Mm. Which means they're very conscientious. That's like they, an accountant, right? Right. Like the problem is if everybody's a C, nothing happens because you got to check it fifteen times before you ever send anything out, right? Yeah. If you're a D, everybody argues all the time. If you're an I, has everybody has a party, 
And the other one is, um, let's see, it's confidence. I think it's, it's somebody who's very um, organized, right? That kind of thing. Mm. Everything is has to be everything dotted really high, um, like organization and attention to detail, that kind of stuff. Like a bookkeeper. And those people never get in either because so you got to have a balance, right? Mm. So a predicted disk profile says, we know that a project manager or a, um, hmm. a ca carpenter or whatever looks like this. And we have gray bars where they need to be. So it's predictive. So wow. if we can tell the kind of per this person has a right personality. Also, we have there's an intelligence test in there, which says, are they smart or not? There's attention to detail test in there. Do they have attention to detail? So if you take all these assessments, and if, if you don't use ours, there's stuff out there on the internet you can find. Yeah. They will tell you who this person is. So you need to know all about them, even before you talk to them. Now, obviously, if you're dealing with a plumber or a project manager, it's hard to get the plumber to take the test. Yeah. It doesn't. So we have, to, we, we have to work on that. But before you hire them, take the assessment. Because what you don't want to hire is the wrong person. The wrong person is very expensive. The wrong person only costs five to ten times their wages of mistakes. Yeah. Still in the company. So the assessments prevent you from hiring the wrong person. We can also test for honesty and integrity. Do you lie? Do you cheat? Do you steal? We can test for all that stuff. Now, there's only one state that recently passed a law. You can't test for honesty, which is Massachusetts. I have no idea why. But you literally can't assess for honesty in Massachusetts against the law. Okay. <laughs> but every other state's good. Canada's good. So the assessment tells you who this person is, who they are as a person, all this information. Next, do a video interview. Mm. There's a lot of programs out there you can use. If you use an African tracking system, you can buy one or whatever. They're not that expensive. That does a video interview. A video interview, you ask all the questions you want this person to answer, like, why are you taking the job? Why are you interested? Now, the cool thing about a video interview, Matt, is you can't say, are you old? Are you fat? I mean, no offense. That's against a lot of laws, <laughs> right? But... In a video interview, you can sort of find out all the things you can't ask questions about, right? Right. Also, we do a lot of video interviews. Some of our clients want people to speak Spanish and English, right? So we do it. We say, do the interview in Spanish and do it in English or Portuguese or whatever. Yeah. So we can find out everything in a video interview we can't find out in the assessment. Yeah. So do video interviews. Okay. Make sure you've got, you, you want to, and then also you do an in-person interview do a video interview, then we qualify. Next step is do maybe a, a Zoom interview, do the Zoom interview. After that, do an in-person interview. All those things are necessary. Yeah, it's like and at this got, point, we've really whittled down that initial funnel. Right, sure. right. We've gone from the 200 people down to three, right? Yeah. Next, when you're down there at that level, you do background checks. Mm. Interesting story. A lot of contractors are embezzled, mm. all right? And the reason they're embezzled, like this is a true story, out of contractor, his bookkeeper embezzled him. Okay, well, that's not, it wasn't good. Then he hired another bookkeeper who embezzled him. And then he took it to the DA's office and said, I want to prosecute her. And the DA said, did you know she was fired for embezzling from her last job? Whoa. You know, so he couldn't probably. So the thing is, do background checks. They're not expensive, like 60, 70 bucks. We do background check on everybody and do the reference checks that's important so by the time you do all that and the most thing is important things a gut check if you don't like this person and you wouldn't have them to dinner don't hire them yeah i've heard it called uh, the barbecue test 
would you invite them to your barbecue, right? Yeah. If you wouldn't, don't hire them. Yeah. And then this is this is some of the ways you tell you have the worst employee, Matt. When the phone rings and you pick it up, you go, oh my God, it's John, right? <laughs> you know that's the wrong person, right? When you're not excited about picking up the phone or you get an email from that person, because half of the time they complain, they're not happy, they're a victim, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you look at the, the bell-shaped curve of humanity, on one side we have people that believe they're, I'm not, I think we're in a matrix, I agree with, you know, what is, um, Elon Musk, I think we're in a matrix, but that means we create our own reality, 100%. Anything happens, it's me. Whether my car gets into a parking lot, I, I'm 100% responsible for my life. That's one end, right? Yeah. The other end is the devil made me do it. My dog made me do it. My wife made me do it, right? Totally. Yeah. Now, most people are in like in the middle. You know, they're like, well, my God, car got hit in the parking lot, not my fault. But I know I've married five women and it must not be the woman because I've married all of them, right? There's <laughs> <laughs> a um, common denominator. Common denominator there, right? So um, higher toward the self-responsibility into the scale. So if someone says, why did you get fired from your last job? They say it was my employer's fault. They say, and they keep coming up with excuses. They have what you want in life for an excuse. They have lots of excuses. If you get lots of excuses in the interview, they're the wrong person, they're a victim. Mm. So make sure you hire people. I got fired from my last job because I couldn't, I wasn't able to adapt to the environment. I didn't take responsibility for what, but they, they, yeah. they, they own you're looking, it. Yeah, you're looking for red flags in their language that's gonna reveal whether or not they're gonna take accountability for some of their problems and right. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Now, the next thing, Sometimes people, when they hire somebody, Matt, they think they're done. They've just started. They've got to do like an onboarding thing, right? Yeah. So you've got to have KPIs. You have to have, you can set expectations. You've got to employ, you got this whole thing. Now, the good news, ChatGPT, new best friend, right? They will do a, you can put in ChatGPT, develop me an onboarding process for a carpenter for a residential construction company. Make it eight weeks long and be detailed. No, no way. The whole thing is done for you. You're done. Wow. You can say, I want key performance indicators. Give me three behavioral and three performance key performance indicators for a project manager for a small residential construction company in Tennessee. Done. I've done the KPIs, but I haven't done the onboarding. That's a great tip. So onboarding KPI, because we didn't used to do that stuff. Now we do all the stuff for our clients. We do all the onboarding. We do the key performance indicators. We do all that stuff because we can do it way faster. Yeah. It used to be forever. But now as part of our service we deliver, we'll develop the KPIs for our employees. We'll do the onboarding thing. So cool. We'll do all that stuff for you because we can do it way faster with, you know, artificial intelligence was able to do that. So that's something that's key, okay? So again, but let them, you know, so let them be the architect of their own success. Yeah. Set them up for success. Tell them what they need to do, how they need to do it. You know, I mean, there's a, like feedback's crucial. Yeah. There's a, an illustration of that. If you take a Rubik's cube, right, and you have no feedback, you're blind. Yeah. I think it takes a thousand years to get it right. Some insane number by pure coincidence, right? If you can see what you're doing, it takes an hour, 10 minutes, what depends on good you are, right? So look at an employee that way. With no feedback, how are they going to get better? Yeah. So you have to say, I want you on job by 8 o'clock, 8.05. You have to say, 
you know, this is what I want you to expect. The frame a door should take, you know, an hour. The frame a window should, you got to give them your expectations and then measure those expectations and give them feedback so they can get better. Yeah. Isn't that called like Parkinson's law or whatever? If you tell someone they can do something in 15 minutes, they'll do it in 15 minutes. If you say right. two hours, they'll t- do two well, hours. Work expands or contracts of the time allotted, right? So yeah. it's important that you give this feedback to them because they can't get better. So when, and this is for all your employees, it's just yeah. base HR. You know, we have a little graph we put people on and one side is corporate value and one is performance and they all need to be in this quadrant which means they have they need to perform and agree to the corporate corporate kind of stuff if they're outside like you may have a great human being but they can't do the job they're outside over here may have a person who can do the job by light sheet and steel they're here so you have to have everybody who Mm. matches performance and matches corporate values to be in the company and we have Mm. a way of that's we have a way of doing a lot of stuff so anyhow like a y and x axis yeah right and they've got to be in that top quadrant so we will do that for all the employees we'll assess all the employees that's all kinds we do so if you want to do it yourself guys and ladies this is what you need to do don't skip any of these steps to review you know you got to run the right ads you know and you got to put them everywhere you got to respond in minutes not days You've got to go through all the screening process with the assessments and the interview interviews. You got to do reference checks and background checks. Once they're on board, you got to have an onboarding process. You know, our motto is we help contractors build winning teams. And that's what you need to do to build yeah. a winning team. There isn't any successful sports team that doesn't do all that stuff. Yeah. Right. percent. They all recruit all the time. They have a bench. If you're, if you're, and I don't care how good you are at any sport, you know you're only as good as your last game, right? Yeah. Man, and super, yeah. super valuable. I think, like, I'm going to be going back in this podcast and taking some notes. Guys, I hope that you're taking some notes because this has been super valuable, Paul. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, yeah. Is there any kind of last piece of advice? You know, let's say a contractor is listening to this and he's like, wow, like, this has been really valuable. I'm a little bit overwhelmed maybe on kind of, like, you know, what some of the first steps is. If it's one thing they could take away from this, what would kind of be maybe your one-liner? Don't do it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. The problem is you don't know what you don't know, right? Which is scary, right? So find somebody who's really good at it. Yeah. work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So those are important. Um, And if you want to get a hold of me, can I tell you where to do that? Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, where's the best place for people to get a hold of you guys? Um, okay, so our, our website is contractorstaffingsource.com. Um, you go there. You can, uh, my personal cell phone, which I do answer in Hawaii, is 415-599-9006. And my personal email is paul at paulsandeman.com. And if you want to give me a call or send me an email or whatever, I will happily show you how to do it yourself. I'll show you where some of these tools are, how to get the tools like the assessments and the ATS and all that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll show you how to do it on your own. No problem. If you want us to do it, that's fine. But I'll be happy to help anybody who wants to give me a call. That's amazing. I'm going to put contractorstaffingsource.com in the show notes so then people okay. can access that. Um, Paul, thanks again for being on the show really today. I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Come to visit me in Hawaii. I'm sure I'm way warmer than you are right now, Matt. I will. Let's go surfing. Sounds good to me. All right. Awesome. Thanks again for being on the show. You're welcome.